0: the horror foria podcast
1: don't touch that dial
0: andy gilly and john richards are your hosts of this weekly podcast to rate and review horror movies is it good is it bad Ah! is it a classic Find out now. <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Foria podcast. This is episode number sixty-five. Uh, it is Friday, June fifth. Broadcasting from our high-class suburban neighborhood, Satanic Cult Studios in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards and Andy Gilly. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was some low-hanging fruit right there. It huh? was. That was. <laughs> Uh okay. Well, we're starting to come out of this um,
1: pandemic a little bit in Wisconsin. So, you got any big plans this weekend? Uh no, not really. Um, actually, I'm just going to hang around uh, my house. I guess you're not going up north. <laughs> actually, not. No. Now that I'm free to go places, I'm going to stay at home. <laughs> so you got your bike back? I did. I got my motorcycle out. So that maybe we'll do some of that. There you so. go.
0: <laughs> yeah, not much going on with me. Just kind of. Uh, I think we'll get to it in the news. What I got to yeah. do this
1: past week, indeed. Uh, uh, horror movie news. There's a lot going on in the world, I think we were going to say. But, uh, you know, oh, you hopefully know, we can be yeah, kind of a... Uh, yeah, before we get to that, I
0: do yeah. I did want to bring that up. Yeah. And we're not a political show. Right. Uh, the horror movie community uh, loves everybody. Right. You know, we all get along. We do this for fun. So, I think the big thing for me is I'm, I'm hoping people are staying safe and, and just really just, you know, taking a deep breath. Because with this 24-hour news cycle... It's, it's tough, and we appreciate you listening, so that's what we're going to bring to you, and I just want to reiterate that. This is not a political show. Right. This is not a political statement. It's very much, we appreciate you, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we're going to keep doing this. Yeah,
1: and hopefully we can uh, just take you away from some of that stuff for a little while here. So. At least for a little while. <laughs> right. uh, so, horror movie news. Okay, horror movie news. According to Bloody Disgusting, Ari Asteris says his next film will be a zonky nightmare comedy. Uh, Reddit, Ari Astor's going to do a comedy. That's what he says. In a Reddit AMA session, the director of *Midsummer* Hereditary indicated that it would either be that or a big, sickly domestic drama. Uh, I've heard that he was going to do a family drama, uh, that he had one written, actually, uh, before. And I think we were actually reported on that a while ago. That uh, yeah, so, might have been a long time ago. Yeah, he's. Uh, I guess he's kind of leaning into this comedy. See, comedy he uh, told a group of UC Santa Barbara students that he was uh, also working on a, on a comedy, so... Uh, sounds like that must be kind of what he's uh, a nightmare comedy is. What is his word for it? Okay, so, so that's kind of must be uh, what's top of mind for him right now.
0: Well, see, it, it's like in the two movies that he's done, his big theme is is um, is depression and sadness and, and grief. Yeah. True.
1: Um, he must be smiling because all that money's raking in. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe it's hard to be depressed when you're so rich. Yeah, that's good be. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, it uh, should be interesting. Dread Central uh, also chimed in on this, uh, giving a little more information. They quoted the director as saying to the UC Santa Barbara students that the new feature would be four hours long. I hope not. I, I don't either. His two movies are like two and a half already. Yeah. So is a little longer than, and then there was a director's cut of Midsummer that I oh think boy. was three hours long, right? Oh my! Yeah, I think yeah, so. I, I, that is. <laughs> I really hope not. That's a five star movie for me, but no, I not. <laughs> yeah, not not at four hours. I mean, that's that's the director's cut of four hours. That's fine, but uh, I'm not. I don't want to sit through a four hour movie. Um, Jason Blum working to make Happy Death Day 3 happen, believe it or not. <laughs> Dread Central, again, reports that director Christopher Landon said he always imagined it as, the franchise as a trilogy. Happy Death Day 2 you didn't do so great at the box office, though, which uh, means that a sequel, if it does happen, could be years off.
0: Yeah. Well, the first one was like one of those sleeper hits.
1: Yeah, it was, actually. Uh-huh. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen that movie I, all I the way through. I have seen either of those. Maybe we should watch those sometime. But I'm, I'm good yeah. with that. Um. Yeah. That. Uh, but because it, it, it it's kind of a big deal. It's it's uh it was a, I guess the first one was a very good horror movie. So, um, you were on straight chilling this weekend. I
0: was. Yeah. We were supposed to do it on Sunday. We actually ended up doing Monday night. Uh, their 269th episode We reviewed uh, Tucker, Tucker and Dale, Dale Versus Evil, evil. Yeah um, I, I think the boys Really enjoyed it I do want to thank uh, Bob and Randy For having me on uh, Justin wasn't there He was That's on right. vacation So I kind of Filled right. in for them um, <laughs> How much wine Did you have during that uh, It was at least a bottle
1: Yeah it, it, uh, <laughs> my, my, my lips were very loose And um, I, uh, oh, I I like hearing you talk Like you normally do <laughs> You know like, So, so you know, I think we've said it before this, uh, the, uh, the horror for podcast, we are, are, are kind of a part of a radio station. So the, the uh, podcast gets posted to the radio station websites and, and things like that. So management, uh, the upper management that's above me really wants us to adhere to FCC standards, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of podcasts you can go out there that, uh, they, just speak freely, and we kind of rein it in. So you can probably, believe, in most cases, listen to this at work or in the car with your kids or whatever. So I, th- I think they're, that that it's fine. Yeah, it, we we. I but, wouldn't even say we're PG thirteen. We're like PG. Yeah, probably PG thirteen. Uh, well, we some of our episodes. Are <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they, some of the content.
1: Yeah, like porno. When we had to describe that guy's uh, blowing uh, parts blowing up. A yeah. Blowing up that See, might. That been. Was,
0: but that's a perfect example right. of how we can't. Just discuss it. We, we, no. we our, our, brains are trying to think faster than our mouths, and it's yeah. like. We want to say something, but we won't. We have to straight.
1: get very creative sometimes <laughs> to uh, reign in the boys. And yes, exactly. So, uh, and but behind the scenes, John and I talk like sailors. I mean, it's, it's uh, we have very bad language. So, especially anyway, red anyway, red anyway, uh yeah. So it was nice to hear you be able to uh, talk like you do to me. And it was fun. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, I did want to take you to task on your uh, what you said about Unfriended Dark Web because okay. I thought that was a pretty good movie. All right. Well, here I mean, you really, you really kind of cut it down. It I was did, like it it was like you were talking about Killer Workout or something. I I disagree, uh, and
0: the only I and I
1: I didn't say much about
0: um, Unfriended Dark Web. I said more about Curse of La Yorona because they have a segment of what you've been yes. watching. Yes, they and do. I finally watched Curse of La Llorona, mm-hmm. and I really got hung up on one scene or one line of that movie. A guy that played Tuco in in Breaking Bad, ta-da. He says ta-da at least four times in this movie, and it, it's so out of place,
1: you know. So I I, I watched, uh, I think. It was straight chilling and a couple other reviews kept me away from Curse of La Llorona. The uh, legend seems really like it would make a cool movie, you know, and I think you brought up a good point about that. It, it the really, pre- the premise, the premise of,
0: yeah. of the weeping woman who drowned her two children for no reason at all is a great premise. Yeah. It's that it movie, sounds... that movie had, and I'm, I'm going on a tangent here, but that movie was there just for dumb jump scares.
1: No. Okay. I mean, that's all it was. Yeah. What is it rated? Is it rated R? It's rated R. Is it rated R? I, know, I think okay. it's
0: just language and they've got a little bit of gore in it, but okay. just, it just it was there for jump scares. Yeah. And
1: it's a James Wan movie. It is. It's part of the Wan produced. Bruce. right? Right. Exactly. Um no, I, I don't deny. I, I'm sure that's a terrible movie. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. But uh, I've I have heard nobody say good things about *Curse of Lagerona. Yeah.
0: And I apologize if you thought I was knocking on Unfriended, unfriended dark, dark web. web. It wasn't bad. I mean,
1: I, I that was ear, uh, that eye peering out of the barrel is one of the best shots in horror in the last decade. No, no, it looks, it is, and it very chills me just thinking about it now.
0: <laughs> and, and it's like. Uh, yeah, I, I it, I'm okay with it. I mean, if we ever like did a true review of it, I'm not gonna rip that thing apart. So I apologize if you apologize <laughs> if you think I was ripping that movie apart. I just was okay with it. It wasn't no, like it's fine. It's you know it's, it's not a
1: five fun. star or no. anything like that. No, but it's it's got it really has one of the the most scary scenes I've ever seen in the in about a decade or two here. Some um, of the glitchiness I, really bothered me, in and I and I, I I did like it. I I remember it. I, I think I like the original unfriended. Better It was in, in like unfriended dark web also suffered from some uh, contrived thing. You know, like you haven't all found footage movies these days. It was like, why would they be filming this? Yeah. You know, so I don't know. This isn't a, uh, about unfriended dark web. We're no, it's not. Getting, probably getting on to the uh, movie at hand here. And that's, uh, you know, obviously with everything else going on, that there wasn't a whole lot of horror movie news because uh, the news itself is kind of like a horror movie. It really is. Things, yeah. But uh, it, uh, that's um, why
0: we're here. Yeah, exactly. But also, before before we get to horror movie trivia, I thank you to Straight Chillin' Podcast, Bob, Randy, and Juice. Um, we love having those guys on. We'll have yeah. them on again in the future, and we really do appreciate the love that they've given us. So, horror movie trivia. Director Chelsea Stardust also directed an episode of a popular Hulu horror show in 2019. What was the show? And you get bonus points
1: if you know the name of the episode. Well, I assume that's that uh, we watched that Thanksgiving episode of it. it wasn't the, Was it the Thanksgiving episode? No, which one? Into the Dark. Into the Dark, right? That's it. all that we destroy.
0: Okay. I because the way that Into the Dark works, it's like a feature length movie, but it's yeah. considered episodic. Right. But it's based off of holidays, so the one we watched based off of Thanksgiving, okay. uh, I believe. All that we destroy was New Year's or something like that. Okay. It's like one of the first episodes, I think. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a good, It's it was a, the Thanksgiving episode was really good. And that was it was fun. Seems like a good show. Jerry O'Connell, who is a pretty well-known actor, shows up in this flick almost as like a throwaway character. I thought it was a little like Steven Seagal in Executive Decision, you ever see that? Oh, yeah. A <laughs> guy shows up and you're like, oh, this is going to be a big character, and then he, you know, I guess since... Jerry O'Connell had that soul patch thing on. I shouldn't have thought any. Anyway, he has pretty minimal screen time. We'll get into that. But I think he was mostly in this movie because of his relationship with one of the main actors. So what relationship does he have to one of the main actors in this movie? They
0: play a married couple on and off screen. Rebecca Rebecca Romaine.
1: They are married and I believe they have twins. You are correct. He is Rebecca Romaine's husband. She married in 2007 after divorcing John Stamos in 2005. Mhm. Exactly <laughs> Alright well we are going to be talking
0: about Satanic Panic which is a Fangoria presentation mm-hmm. Hello P- Fangoria from 2019 You can catch this movie On Shudder for free if you have A membership um, Recommend you watch it Here is your spoiler alert we're going to be talking about it, The movie in its entirety So if you have not seen it go watch it uh, Pause the podcast come back To find out what we had to say about it Satanic Panic. Andy, initial yeah. thoughts.
1: Uh, you want my chainsaw plot? Oh, oh, chainsaw synopsis. <laughs> <tenazis>. I'm, <laughs> okay, yes. I'm sorry. Pizza delivery driver is stiff for tip on a mysterious delivery to a wealthy neighborhood. This leads to her stumbling onto a satanic cult that is attempting to summon the demon Baphomet. She unwittingly becomes the key to bringing the demon into this world on what is perhaps the worst first day of work ever. And boy, it was it. <laughs>
0: Wow.
1: I mean, they really lean into like the
0: worst things that could ever happen to you.
1: I felt really bad for this poor pizza delivery girl. Oh, my God. She was the most...
0: She is like the most innocent
1: girl in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like 75% of the movie. Right. And uh, I guess what... (sighs) This has nothing, really, nothing to do with the '80s phenomenon of Satanic Panic, and I oh. thought I thought there would be something about that in here. Like uh, I thought, you know, it was the Satanic Panic is obviously a a phenomenon that occurred in like the 1980s, where uh, there was this hysteria about uh, Satanic cults and ritual abuse and things like that. I, I mean, every like. Oprah Winfrey had episodes about satanic ritual abuse Geraldo this was like uh like a major deal you know and they had uh Anton LaVey on there and he was uh you know making some attempt to try to uh defend satanism from it and, you know which uh i don't know it, the, like Anton LaVey's Satanism is really more of like uh, hedonism than anything, thing else. You know, it it really has nothing to do with what they were being accused of, and that really never occurred. Right. Uh, None of that kind of abuse or anything ever occurred. So this really has nothing to do with that, though. No, it doesn't. I kind of got the vibe that it would. No, but that's what I got. That's the thought. That's what I went into it with. I'm like, where's the angle on this? As as far as what, you know, how it links it to that to that '80s event. You know. (sighs) Or phenomenon, or hysteria, or whatever you want to call it.
0: The only thing that they really leaned into, or I think the theme of it is, you know, if you were gonna, if you were gonna put your social commentary on this, is that it's the trope of of the top one percent run the country.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a class kind of divide a statement about classism in this for sure. Yeah, because they make mention of you know
0: you're just a pizza girl, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you know we're we're a part of this cult and we run the world so you <laughs> I,
1: thematically i didn't like this movie <laughs> no you know and and i thought the yeah, okay so i liked this movie i guess in the end i by about like 40 minutes through it i was like boy this is really tropey and it's just kind of um where's this going i think um girl who plays samantha I don't have her name right now but i don't know i think her performance and rebecca remains performance at the end of the movie kind of made up for that mm-hmm. and where it went at the end was made it a little better but it, it's really kind of contrived i think they're trying to bring in this you know they're saying i'm like this is a really i've seen this plot a hundred times before you know when, right. when i was about 30 40 minutes into the movie uh and i and in total, I didn't really think the movie had anything astounding. It's a competently made movie. Oh, sure. I mean, it's a good, well shot, well lit, well acted movie. Um,. It just had nothing really astounding in it, except for uh, the appearance of Jerry O'Connell. I was like, "Hey, I like to see Jerry O'Connell. He's in this. Wow!" Well, you know, and that, for like five
0: minutes, and that was just—I mean and it, was, then re- it was a hard scene to watch because, like, Jerry O'Connell is
1: normally the nice guy, you right? Know what I mean, <laughs> and he was a total <laughs> jerk—not a nice guy in this. No, that's true. Uh, and Rebecca remains. For, well, I mean, the guy thinks he's going to be—he knows he's going to die here. So I, I don't know how. Some, maybe you're not. No, oh, I guess that brings it the best in some people. But but uh, I, I don't think he cared that much anymore. Um, oh, no, he's got a vape, vapor <laughs> he's, he's, like he's smoking weed, yep. and you mm-hmm. know, just I don't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rebecca Remains' performance I thought was really good in this. I thought she did a good job. I think uh, the was, best scenes had her in it. Actually. I, I agree. I, I think I think if you
0: were uh, if you were going to lean or go or go to her best performance, like you said, it's the end of the movie where it just yeah. all came together, and you're just like. Mm-hmm you know, she's a very manipulative person throughout the, throughout the movie. But then there's just like this whole turn. She, she doesn't arc at all, but there's this turn on her Mm -hmm. where you don't know which way she's going to go. Right. Like to protect her daughter and the friend. But no, I mean, it's not an arc at all because at the beginning of the movie, we need a virgin. We need to sacrifice, sacrifice a virgin at the very end of the movie. We got our virgin. Here comes our, uh, what
1: was his name? Uh, Baphomet. Baphomet. Yeah. So Baphomet is, uh, He's not really a... He's a demon that uh, the Knights Templar were accused of, of worshipping. And uh, he's kind of I I don't know. He's a goat-headed demon who... Uh, I think he was kind of made up to... I, I don't remember the uh, history on this one. He's not like a... In the... Um, He's not like Beelzebub or anything. Where he's from the from the like biblical time. He he wasn't like a Sumerian god like a lot of these uh, demons hmm. uh, once were. He he was a. It was kind of made up in, I think, the Renaissance or Dark Era to Dark Ages to. Uh, who kind of frame the uh, the Knights Templar, if I remember right. They were accused of of worshiping him, and that's how they kind of. Uh, Got uh, disbanded, I think. Interesting. So,
0: well, and the little girl talks about the the different
1: levels of hell. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the little girl is Samziel or whatever. That's just a made up that that doesn't yeah. exist. But that you know that's cool. Well, it, 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 it's 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 a Sam code. Yeah, right. It's the Sam code. Which <laughs> you know that whatever it fit the movie. That was that yeah. was cool. I don't. I make up demons in my books too. So that's cool.
0: Well, I think um, we'll get to our scores, but yeah,
1: I, yeah, I. I, I I agree with you. I think thematically, this movie really didn't
0: work. It just kind of it was tropey. Yeah, there was nothing
1: spectacular about it. No, it's a it g- was decent a decent f- launch. It was a it was fun launch. launch. Sure, it was. Uh, I didn't I didn't really care for the gypsy character a whole lot. Uh, and I better clarify that's her name. Yeah, <laughs> Arden Mirren plays a woman named Gypsy. I thought that character could have been a lot better. And I'm not. Sh- I don't think it was really her performance that that I didn't like as much as the character. I think. Um, maybe, uh, they, they, maybe they removed some things or made her less important because of, uh, to give Romaine some more, uh, screen time or something. Um, I thought she could have been one of the best characters in the movie. Like she's, she's, uh, power hungry. She's kind of inept and she's also this like upper class mom, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's none of it is ever really explored that well. And I thought I felt kind of flat. And the scenes with her in it were just, she was more, I don't know, a distraction than, than really, she could have been a really good character, well, I think.
0: And it was from the very beginning that she was like that, because it was like, it, she was always questioning, uh, what was Rebecca, Re- I'll just call her Rebecca, yeah. just because I forgot <laughs> I forgot her name, they didn't mention it a lot, but like, her character is the leader of this cult, and with the gypsy was character, Danica
1: was, was Rebecca, okay, Danica, yeah
0: so Gypsy and Danica always were like at each other, like from the very beginning, it's like, well, you know, you didn't do anything with your daughter and, and always Mm -hmm. questioning her authority as if she was going to take over from the very beginning. So Mm -hmm. there was no kind of step to that. there was always that dissension. And, and for some reason, the rest of the cult turns on Danica.
1: Like why, why? Well, and that's, it's almost like something got cut out here or whatever. And, (laughs) <laughs> you do not want to watch like the director's three-hour cut of Satanic Panic. That's no. not we don't need to know that much about these characters. But uh, that's kind of what it seemed like there. And, and I agree with you. There's this like uh, kind of shift of power in the middle of the movie, and uh, I think you know, you know, Re- Rebecca uh, Danica comes back uh, after being stabbed in the head with what, a letter opener or something like that. Yeah, it looks it, it, very, very what was uh, it a uh, ceremonial knife? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they assume she's dead, and so uh, so Gypsy takes over the cult. And uh, when when Rebecca when uh, Danica comes back, like she she kind of comes back with some fury, you know she she lets some people have it. That, well uh, she she summons like some sort of like entity to be a
0: part of her right. because like like her look is different when she goes when she ends up finding um, um, Judy and Sam. You know, her hair's flowing and she's got the like looks much more vibrant and right. You know, almost like 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 even more evil than she was. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. So you, know, you saw that when she was eating the heart after she had like recovered mm-hmm. and, you know, she's like, give me power or whatever. And because I didn't know where they were going with that. So I kind of I, yeah. I kind of poo pooed it at, at the time. And I'm like, oh, OK, so she was summoning some sort of entity or demon to assist her
1: right ah, yeah that's true i mean mm-hmm.
0: she was very confident mm-hmm. yeah. but she was overly confident then yeah because she was oh she won up the girls you know it was like uh, right. oh you forgot your necklace and mm-hmm. then you know cause her to <laughs> oh i got a piece of your shirt so i've got a piece
1: of you so boom knocks out sam you know who i like seeing in this movie oh jeff daniel phillips he played the warden in three from hell he's in this Oh yeah. <laughs> he really didn't have a big part in this, but he's probably the only character I liked from three and three of ML. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, he was he was kind of a good background character in this. He was one of the Satanist husbands. Oh, that's right. He was the big muscle in his guy. chops. Yeah, yeah. he still looked just like he did in uh, Three from Hell. Actually, I probably did the same in the movie. Like within it, it, I'm wondering about that. Yeah, and then I, I did really like the soundtrack from The Wolf Men of Mars. I thought this, that the songs in this were really pretty cool. So I, I didn't might really pick up the soundtrack. It, it, it didn't catch me. Uh, okay, so that's it, you know. Initial, yeah, anyway, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Initial thoughts of the movie. So, you know, we'll go through this. We're, so yeah. we're not taking too long. Yeah. Uh, we do meet Sam. Oh, actually, you know, I really love the the opening sequence before the title shot. Yeah. Is you're you're going through this upper class suburban neighborhood, and you know, there's nothing spectacular about it, but I actually really like the POV shot when you get to Danica's house. Okay. Because it's it's walking up through the doors, walking upstairs, and you find Judy having sex with who oh, you think is her boyfriend. Right, yeah, okay. And this is yeah. all POV. Yeah, that's right. So, it, it's yeah, like, I was... um, you know, the the person's hand, which you find out it was Danica, pushes Judy up against the wall and knocks her out, and, you know, the boyfriend falls to the ground and goes, no! Mm-hmm. And then you get that, that title scene of...
1: Satanic Panic! Satanic Panic! Yeah. <laughs> With like a heavy metal riff on <laughs> it. Was, yeah, it was uh, like a death metal riff on it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, was, it was no um, Invisible Man. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's going
0: to be the level. It is the litmus test opening sequence, for opening right?
1: sequences, but it, it was not that good, but it was, yeah, it was memorable, yeah. that's for sure. Um, yeah, I, I kind of forgot about the opening scene, so that's... Uh, that's why her daughter was not fit for this uh, sacrifice, Correct. because and that's why she got so much. Uh, yeah. So, OK, so we're introduced to Sam then. Yeah. Um, it's the first day as a pizza delivery driver. She drives, delivers pizzas on a Vespa. She has to uh, give a deposit for the uh, the, the thermal, bag. Uh, thermal bag, which is five dollars. It's the money she needs for gas. Uh, she gets stiffed on a bunch of tips, which is just terrible. Oh, my God. It, See, yeah. And that's what we're talking about. your delivery drivers. I it, mean, come on. Who would do this? Yeah. And
0: it, there was like, because she goes to a hotel room and uh, oh, yeah. this woman comes out. She goes, do you have to pee?
1: Yeah.
0: And she's like, no. Well, this guy wants me to. Give him yeah. a golden shower. Yeah. I, I need somebody to do it. I'll give you. she's say like thirteen bucks or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like, and she refused, and, and I'm sure this is the kind of stuff that happens to pizza delivery drivers. You know, I'm sure these are true stories that uh, probably they they. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Researched, but, been... but anyway, so she's not getting t- tips. There's this opportunity to go to a uh, a house that uh, is not, outside of their delivery area, actually, with a with a pretty big order. Yeah. It's and, like five pizzas mm-hmm. with, with sweet and, corn. And yes, yeah, so <laughs> one has corn on it. Oh, I hate that. Uh, so, yeah, she she goes to this. She drives like across town forever mm-hmm. to this neighborhood and uh, gets stiffed on the tip again. They, the bill is $106. The uh, guy who takes the pizzas draws a line through the tip amount and then writes 106 on the bottom (laughs) and so she's upset and she doesn't have any she doesn't have any money to get back to the pizza place yeah she needs gas she needs gas like like
0: she's hoping that that her scooter will start back up but it's not she doesn't know what else to do it's 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 way out starting it's yeah uh, the guy the one of her coworkers, had talked about um you know i snuck around to the window and i just kind of pleaded my case and they gave me like a like a $79 tip or something like Mm -hmm. that. So she does the same thing. She ends up getting into the house. There's a group of these rich people having this conversation, and right away it says, uh, you know, Hail Satan. Yeah. And you're like, well, she's not paying attention. She's just trying to find the guy that signed off on the bill, the guy with the mustache. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, So... um, Actually looks like a plastic surgeon, I know. But... (laughs) Uh, yeah, but so, uh, yeah, so she is in this house with uh, this group of uh, people, you know, they have robes and everything on and uh, they they end up knocking her out somehow. It was like a happened. dust yeah. or something. They yeah, yeah, they blew dust face. in her face. So she wakes up with Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, locked in uh, like a steady (laughs) or like a TV room or something like that. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell's got tidy whities and a soul patch. He's just sitting there like... (laughs) Yeah, he starts out. He's watching football. She gets up. She's like, I got to get out of here. Do you have any tools? I got to get
0: out of here. And, you know, Jerry's just like, really nonchalant. You know, they're going to kill us. You know, they're going to cut out our tongues. You're going to wish that you would have
1: died quicker. And he's so just like, hey whatever yeah um, so his name is Samuel yeah and uh, and I guess we should we should mention that while she was on her pizza deliveries uh, a guy asked her to move a couch in he was from a frat house yeah and he had said that uh, it's the code of the Sam's that you have to help, help a Sam when, when you meet a Sam yeah so you know, helping him move a couch and you know the, that was part of the little
0: montage of her getting stiffed on her uh, on her right. Uh, right
1: right and he didn't give her a tip either one <laughs> no. don't understand how you No, he th- gave her an expired Olive Garden. That was coupon. it. Yeah, it was expired Olive Garden coupon. I mean, come on, man, chip your delivery driver. That's just terrible. I, I, I that made me mad, actually. But uh, anyway, the Samuel is is his name is the character Jerry Connell is playing. He uh, explains basically what they're doing, and that's yeah. So
0: here's your info dump. He just yeah. basically says they're going to summon. Uh, Baphomet, mm-hmm. um, they're going to sacrifice a virgin. Good thing you're not a virgin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's really personal. You find out she is. So.
1: Yeah. So they need a virgin womb. To, they're going to like basically make someone pregnant and put Baphomet in the, in the womb. They need a virgin womb to do it. She happens to be a virgin now. And the person who was supposed to be, Rebecca Remain's daughter, was supposed to be the... Uh, obviously, she was going to sacrifice her family here yep. because... Uh, Samuel, her husband is providing a soul that they need for this. Mm-hmm. And um, her daughter was supposed to be the virgin host to Baphomet. So, yep. <laughs> um, so that's
0: the beginning of the movie is yeah, that Judy is the daughter. Right. She ends up, uh, she's having, she's no longer a virgin with this random guy. And you find out that later, I didn't even have a boyfriend. I just found some rando. And, you know, I don't want to be the sacrifice. Yeah. Samuel suggests
1: that uh, they they should have sex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, <so> aggressively. <laughs> since, uh, you know, that would save her. Um, great idea, right? Well, he, he also somehow gets a, gets a hold of a gun. He has a gun and ends up shooting himself with it in yeah. the neck.
0: <laughs> and he actually had a funny line. He goes, I'm not even a gun guy. <laughs> Click. <laughs> right. And he turns it around, just like in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Takes off the safety and blows himself right through the neck. Yes. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, uh, and then she gets away. Actually, she does. I remember that right? Right. Um, goes to another house to get help, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a babysitter there. Who um, there's uh, th- these are the twins, I think, or the, uh, the yeah twin sisters. kids, yeah. and then uh-huh. like the babysitter. Oh, we missed uh, what what, uh, what they come? Get, I think they come get him later on they, they Sam you're talking about no I'm talking about
0: when she reaches through his neck and grabs yeah, his that, soul that, out.
1: that's that's in a couple scenes yet
0: right but they, they cook it uh, like right. they take it out clean it off right. and cook it and then right. she's
1: that's the uh, scene at the house right but Sam ends up at this house with these two two women that are <laughs> these two babysitters they're two teenage girls that are also part of the uh, the cult mm-hmm. and um, ends up uh, there is a uh, Like a some sort of I guess they actually describe it very aptly as like an H.R. Giger device. Um, (laughs) If you know that artist, um, Uh, it's 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 kind of a a sex drill. It's like a drill. Yes. Sort of like the um, the thing from seven. That's uh, a part of lust. Yeah. Only it's a drill. Uh, Sam ends up getting them to kill each other with it. That kind of was a cool scene. That was actually a cool scene
0: Because what does she do? She she moves out of the way. So the other girl, the Burnett is in the way of the drill. Right. The girl with the drill goes into the wall, ends up cutting into one of the wires and (laughs) (laughs)
1: electrocuting both Mm of them. Exactly. Uh, so she hears these, Sam hears these cries from the bedroom and they find out that this is Danica's daughter and their Judy. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, she, uh, she was supposed to be the, you know, a sacrifice. Obviously, she she is not a virgin anymore and couldn't be this. Right. She ordered her to be killed, and these two were supposed to carry that out. Uh, right. And apparently, we're going to do it with this uh, with this drill, HR Giger drill. So, <laughs> um, so then we go back to the uh, the other mansion. I think that's that's where the scene moves back to the other mansion. Right, and but before discover... the, I was just saying when she first grabs
0: it out of his neck because that happens yeah. right after right after Sam gets away. Oh, she does. Oh, she does grab that out of his neck right after. Okay. Yeah, because okay. it, it, uh, they there's like a little chase. Yeah. Um, they end up going back to the house because it's already cooking and she calls it That's a right. soul souffle. That's right. So it's the soul of Samuel, her husband.
1: They must have put some yeast in it because it puffed way up. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think you're right. <laughs> it's like pizza dough. Yeah, it so must have been. I don't
1: released. know. It, it was uh, quite the. Uh, concoction they created they cut it apart and it's um weird it's a it's an interesting (laughs) effect that uh it
0: was a blob looking thing mm -hmm. with like uh
1: like a Sucker thing on it, cause right. she cuts her fingers, get, or cuts her finger, gives it some blood. I think you know, if to the uninitiated horror fan, this would have been kind of a gross, uh, kind of shocking scene. A little bit, yeah. You know, it's it's a pretty decent effect, actually. I yeah, think it's, it's kind not of too a, bad. I, I mean, I thought it was so like so cartoony it. the way. Well, it was definitely cartoony, but it was kind of gross and jarring as well i mean it was an okay effect i guess did
0: you get that like how was your reaction when it flew out of the the pan
1: right It just <laughs> like it had superpowers i th- i know i think i rolled my eyes when that happened but you know it was uh, it was it's so it was it was supposed to be a hacks and cloak whatever that is um and uh this is supposed to go find um Sa- samantha yeah um and uh, they, this is when, you know, Gypsy kind of has, a, so has a, a fight with, uh, with Danica. And um, Danica agrees to let uh, to let Gypsy do this uh, spell right. to kill her daughter, mm-hmm. to kill Danica's daughter. So they start doing this. Uh, they they kind of get in a little circle and they start chanting and stuff. And uh, over at the other house, you know, Samantha is with Judy and she, they kind of, this is where the movie kind of turned for me, where I felt it got a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause um, Samantha tells uh, Judy about, you know, her boyfriend. Well, it's like the only person she ever loved that, uh, and they were, that she, you find out that she had cancer when she was a kid. Right. Did we find out if her boyfriend passed away from it? Yeah. Okay. He di- so he died. He died. Well, I think he died. Yeah, he died from it. Okay, um, yeah, because he
0: went back and she never supported him. No, what what was happening is you're right. Gypsy was doing this thing. It was actually starting to kill her. Like they they had this like voodoo doll right. type thing, right? And she was doing things to it, and you right. see it happening to Judy in real
1: time, right? So Judy needs Sam to write like this spell. Yeah, it's like a ward or something like that. I mean, yeah. That, uh, all over her body. Sigils that are a ward against this evil magic. Yeah. So uh, Samantha writes this quickly writes these things all, all over and wherever she she's writing Judy can't be harmed. So basically she saves her life because Judy is is getting killed by this. Thing. She is like, like she's vomiting blood. Yep. Uh, she's
0: vomiting uh, earthworms. Yes. Right. Oh, God, you, you know, what bothers me each and every time. Hair and the like, a big clump of hair of being pulled or or <laughs> or, or like, a, like getting asphyxiated but it goes all the way down the throat, and that always bothers you me. Didn't in care any for
1: movie. the original grudge? I imagine no, was, it, it, no. See, it so always bothers
0: good. me, and I just <laughs> ugh. I, I mean, I just cringe every time I see it, and it's obviously effective for me because I have a visceral effect of like, yeah, I don't like watching that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she ends up doing that. This is where you get the story, and I, I, I kind of like this because. Um, Judy is really she she was really standoffish with Sam when they first met up, you know, just kind of acting mm-hmm. acting like a badass. But they really kind of developed a, a, a friendship because, yeah, obviously she, Ju, Judy needs Sam's help, but she wants to hear about her boyfriend. And mm-hmm. this is where you get the story of they were in a, you know a cancer ward together. They're going through right. chemo, and he would do Mad Max or what was a Road Warrior or something like Road that. Warrior, yeah. And they mm-hmm. talked about going to Australia. Australia and you know she's so upset about it but she's also like helping
1: Judy out. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this scene. I like the. Yeah, look Yeah, that's of it and too. like I said, that's where the movie kind of turned for me. I'm like, eh. uh, up to that point, it was really kind of contrived for me, and I, I was like, ah, this is. I can tell you exactly where this is going, and and this scene added a little bit to the characters and made me care about them a little bit. I guess both mm-hmm. of those two, um, and I I thought it was I thought it was well acted too by uh by the uh, person who played Samantha. Mm-hmm. And by Judy, actually, I think her reactions were, you know, kind of genuine as well. Yeah. And, and this whole, this whole spell scene where they have to ward off this spell. Uh, was actually really well acted, too. And it was it was disturbing, you know, and, yeah. and I think it, it solidifies their friendship and it, and it kind of makes the movie it, it made the movie a little better for me.
0: I, and I enjoyed it. I, I like the fact that that it's bringing the, the horrific elements, but you're also getting this is exactly where the character arcs happen for both these girls with Sam mm-hmm. and with Judy that, you know, Sam was able she mentioned that she she couldn't be there or, or she wasn't there for her boyfriend but she's never gonna leave again and you know that's where it happened for her and Judy's like well this is my complete turn of not wanting to be like my family and be like what they are
1: right right yeah totally uh, in the meantime gypsy uh, is very upset with Danica for teaching uh, Judy this this kind of magic mm-hmm. and this is how she kind of turns the rest of the uh, coven against her right um and they stick a spike in Nanika's head <laughs> yeah. which uh immediately puts her to the floor seems to kill her um but after the uh after the co- the coven goes off and tries now it's going to try to look for sam uh they find they do they do figure out that she's at these two girls house she,
0: no because like like gypsy's like uh like doing her she is like the most annoying leader she <laughs> that, just,
1: that was my problem with that I, I didn't think that that character came off as annoying and i think she could have been really funny yeah you know and, and that's exactly exactly the problem i had with the gypsy character she was she was more annoying than funny and, and she that, was
0: yelling at him and then all yeah. of a sudden the phone rings you know somebody answer your phone somebody mm-hmm. answer and it's, her, it's phone. her phone yeah you know who's calling <laughs> it's judy judy yes. calls her up and says hey listen you know i don't want to be a part of this i want to distance myself from my mother I've got the virgin and, you know, come get us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's right. And then she goes, where are you? She goes, look at your ID or your caller <laughs> call ID calling from her, her house. house. Right. <laughs> so so at this time, and I think we missed a part. I don't know the importance of when um, Duncan comes in. Duncan's like one of the coworkers of Sam and always hitting on her, being very yeah. inappropriate with her. Mm-hmm. Um, like. Uh, uh, Rebecca has Sam's phone ends up calling him. Okay so
1: that is how she how she resurrects herself isn't that what she she uses like his entrails to she figures out what they did or 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 like what they're because she can read his entrail, right like Uh as if
0: she can see what's happening in the future or what happened in the past Mm -hmm. you know gives him this like um, you know makes him he can't move so right. she's pulling guts out through his mouth
1: yeah. and she's so, re- so she she looked at his phone and i think she found him at, i i don't remember how she lured him over there but she got him to come over there and yeah, yeah just she pulls his entrails him a little bit
0: or she, you know what she ate this root that says convincing root or something like oh, that yeah that's right and so yeah. you know he came right over there's this little flirty thing happening he gets like you know turned to stone because right, he this can't move. Stuff she put he put up his nose and he's pulling out entrails. She's able to read that Sam and Judy were able to ward off whatever the uh the spell was. That's when right. the that's when she gets stabbed in the head. One of the guys looks down and says, "Can you read those?" "No, I can't read guts." <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, G- Gypsy says that. So yeah, yeah. The, the, right. Um, so, yeah, they go over to Gypsy's house to go get the girls. They're running through the forest. And then they had this <laughs> they had the, the trees came alive. Um, I guess I guess Judy made mention of it earlier in the movie that, mm-hmm. you know, all these creatures are going to be coming out. You know, just a little more of an info dump of what happens when they're doing these things. Right. So Sam gets grabbed by one of them. They get away. <laughs> and this is where just before that, you um, Rebecca, like she resurrects herself, she eats the heart. Mm-hmm. She's saying this prayer or, or spell or whatever to get to, you know, make her whole again or whatever. Um, she ends up finding them, knocking out the two girls, and then they're on the sacrifice table.
1: Yeah, I like, thought as far as like living trees went, this, that tree was kind of creepy and a decent. It looked effect. pretty good. Yeah, I mean it was. Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of foam rubber I think involved in that in that effect, but it was a practical effect. It was it was pretty decent. I, I liked it I, I did too
0: I, I mean it was <laughs> I, I don't know Why it was necessary I mean I, th- I think it was Just a little extra fluff Or
1: scare or whatever uh, It looked good I, I thought it did Um So both The girls Awaken Tied to an altar In Danica's backyard <laughs> Exactly uh, And The coven is there Uh Danica is now Back in control Cause mm-hmm. she's found These two You know Which uh Gypsy failed to do Right And uh she puts down puts Gypsy down with a spell um, of drowning, and and when she yes, she drowns her basically. And when Gypsy is dying, she they also they also had put a circle of salt around the altar to keep other bad. Uh, they want to summon Baphomet. They don't want other bad uh, demons showing up. So they they have, uh, and this is kind of a. a thing in the movie too because uh judy and uh and um sam had done this too in the in the uh house to to try to ward ward off the coven yeah so there's well. so, so none of our, yeah.
0: none could come in
1: which is a, it's actually a thing in like witchcraft is uh protectionist circle assault so uh but anyway there's the the protection protective circle gets broken when gypsy dies because she puts her fingers through it right and uh they they begin to summon baphomet and uh Um, they, they succeed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, Samantha is visibly pregnant with something. Yeah. Immediately. Mm -hmm. And she does break free and then, uh, takes a, takes a knife and uh, points it at her pregnant belly, which, uh, and then it, like, it just jumps to,
0: oh God, what happened next? It was, uh.
1: So she, she breaks free. She demands that Judy get released, but uh, Danica slashes Judy's throat. That's
0: right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And uh, so Sam goes into into labor. Mm-hmm. And um, she during the during the uh, thing about when she was in, in the cancer ward with her boyfriend, uh as to ward off the pain, she had uh, come up with this like mantra of two fuzzy bunnies. So she yeah. just thought about two fuzzy bunnies, and yeah. that,
0: that's all she thought about. So yeah. that's
1: right. So she was doing that
0: as she's going through the pain, and then all of a sudden, um.
1: She gives birth to two fuzzy bunnies.
0: Yeah, and it's right there. Then it cuts to like she's laying on a on a lounger. Yeah, and there's two fuzzy seems... bunnies running around. Right, and then she doesn't know what the heck's going on because she's in like back into her regular clothes because she right. was in this uh, ritual garb. Right,
1: um, so there's this little girl there with her. <laughs> yeah. And the little girl is revealed to be a demon named Samziel. Samziel. And Samziel is uh, supposed to be a more powerful demon than Baphomet, I guess, Mm -hmm. is is what what I got out of that. And uh, um, so she she tells her, you know, that uh, I've stopped Baphomet from coming back and now I'm here, you know, and now you get to die because I'm here. So uh, Samantha saves herself by invoking the code of the sams the code of the sams <laughs> so she tells her like this got this uh, frat guy had that sams have to help each other and it's revealed that demons are very um they have a lot of rules and things when when they're talking about they're when they're explaining the salt right and it's explained that uh, the reason that they can't cross a line of salt is because they have to co- uh, count all the grains before they cross it well Uh, Apparently, you know, the 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 demon is is uh, cannot resist the idea that there's this rule there that might be broken. Right. So she uh, she lets her go.
0: Yeah. She manipulates Mm because basically she has she has one of the bunnies. Right. Yeah. So one Mm -hmm. of the bunnies she takes a bite out of. Yeah. And and that was her decision. You should just let me go. She goes, hmm. Crunch. Yeah. Run. So yep. she books it out of there. Um, she's back into, like, because they had an orgy scene, which was, I was like.
1: Oh, yeah. That was, was during that? the, during the, yeah. the no, that's, um, <laughs> yeah.
0: She's in this. Oh, it was just before uh, one of the cult members cuts off um, Rebecca's head. Yeah. And then she goes back to that scene. And all of a sudden, you know, the Rebecca's head gets cut off. And then the little girl is just laughing and has got blood
1: all that. She did a great job. Uh, that That was pretty great. Uh, um, so she collects the, the she pick, picks up the last bunny. Yeah, that's that's around escapes on her Vespa. Sam's yell waves goodbye. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she goes back to uh, she goes back to work. She takes her five bucks back, and she says she's going to Australia because that's what
1: her and her boyfriend were going to do. Yep. And then uh, there's a pretty cool song by. Um, the uh, by that uh, band, the Wolfmen of Mars.
0: Yeah. I didn't stick around for it, but there you go. There's satanic panic from 2019.
1: How are you feeling about this? I think it was, you know, it's all right. Yeah. yeah I didn't, I didn't hate watching it. I didn't like, uh, like I said, about 40 minutes through it, I was like, ah, oh, this is, uh, there's nothing original here. This is really tropey and, and contrived. After that scene with, um, well, first of all, I was kind of sad that Jerry O'Connell got killed because I, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll enjoy this movie since it has Jerry O'Connell in it now. Then he got killed. Well, I'm, I'm glad he got killed because the way well, he, he was, turned out. Yeah, I know. I know. He had to die. But, uh, you know, the, the, when when she has that talk with Judy, when she once she meets Judy, the, the movie takes a, a turn for her, the better, yes. a little bit of the better. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, I, I don't know yeah I'm I don't I don't regret watching it mm, it's, it's not my least favorite movie or anything like that would I watch it again probably not would it's I recommend it star like it's not a six star like Veronica it's not a six star like Veronica no of course not. Um... Few you are, uh, no, and, 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 and in that vein, it's a competently made movie. I mean, yeah. who, the people that made this movie knew how to light a movie. They knew how to film a movie. They knew how to direct a movie. The actors knew how to act. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no problems like that. It's just the story itself was a little bit boring, I guess, and contrived. Yeah. So, so sc- score. I'm going to give it two stars. Okay good bad old yeah i, I think classic. it's a good movie i i mean i really do i, I don't think it's a bad movie necessarily it's just and, and you'll enjoy it if you watch it once it's not going to be your favorite movie and you know if you'll if you're in the mood for just some fluff maybe something to put on the background um it would have been a great movie to watch when i was like 16 with a girlfriend yeah you know you don't have to think about it a lot if you you end up making out for half the movie. You don't miss a lot. That's true. You really don't, <laughs> unless you're taking notes like we are. Yeah. Well, and that was the problem. I'm Taking <laughs> I, notes. I, I, and I think you're trying right. to watch this seriously. So I, I give it two stars. It's it's not an awesome movie. It's uh it's everything about it is competently done, um but it's just it ends up not being all that great.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. Two, with the caveat of it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, if if you're looking for something to watch. I mean cuz 2 is like the really it's not even middle of the road. It's kind of like leaning towards that bad. No, I agree. But, yeah. but uh-huh. I I think you're right. I think the acting was fantastic and the way it was made was so competent, but it was it was another one of those movies that we watched that's just really choppy. Yeah, right. You know, there's mm-hmm. no there's no continuity, no no continue it, it, it just didn't fit together, right? I, I agree. Um right. but like it had the elements of being a really good movie. It did. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some
1: of those things would have changed. Obviously, if like I think, like I said, if the gypsy character was a little better, this could have gone up to two and a half, three stars, I think. Yeah. If the gypsy character was was done a little bit um, in a different way. And and if it was a little funnier, I I think, you know, it was it was a funny movie. It it was this was a horror comedy, obviously. It, 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 It didn't hit with me. I mean, a lot it of was the, like, yeah, the, the humor was just like, eh, it was eye rolling for me. I mean, nah, it, it, I, mean nah, I don't I don't I, didn't, I wasn't really rolling my eyes at it, but it, I wasn't like uh, it doubled over in la- in pain from laughter either. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, eh, oh, that's funny. You know, that's that's how funny it was. I did kind of like the silent, the mute character, a part of the
0: cult. Like like she has. I forgot her name. <laughs> So, do you believe this? Do you do you think I should let power go? And she goes, you know, just shrugs <laughs> her shoulders. She she's silent the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I did kind of like that. Okay, so uh, what do you give it? A two, a two. Yeah, I'm right there with you again. With it's a good movie watch it. I mean, give, give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Like Andy said, this is not going to be your favorite movie of all time, but you can do a hell of a lot worse. Mm-hmm. But there you go. So we're uh, we're both in a great I can't believe that. That's our first time in a long time so, that yeah. we have the same <laughs> score on a movie.
1: Okay. Hey, so next week we changed our uh, schedule a little we bit. We did. I'm excited about that. I'm real excited about this next movie we're going to watch. Kevin James and uh, Lulu Wilson is her name in uh, yeah. Becky. Kevin McHale. Yeah, and Kevin McHale. Uh, not Kevin McHale. Oh, he's from the Celtics. Or, uh, Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> uh, we're going to, like, we're actually three weeks in a row with, the, like, really new movies. I mean, Satanic Panic yeah. was from late last year. Yeah. Then Becky's from this year,
1: the Hunt. The Hunt. We're we're bringing up uh, after Came that. Out in March. Yeah. Now I'm really excited to watch Becky uh, Ke- uh, Kevin uh, James in a uh, villain role, not a comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not look like this is uh, you know an especially funny movie. I think if there's any humor, it's it's him getting uh, you know showed up by by this uh, young girl. girl. <laughs> so um, so I'm I'm really excited to watch this one. It's on Amazon right now. And uh, I, I might watch it tonight, actually.
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. And again, uh, the following week will be The Hunt. Uh, we're going to wrap up the month with uh, one of our friends from Straight Chillin' Podcast. Right. We're going to be talking about the Academy Award-winning Parasite. That's right. With Justin from Straight Chillin' Podcast. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Horophoria Podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. Be kind to each other, and we'll talk to you next week.